We're carrying on our video on missions and global philanthropy. And we thought we would do a follow up um, based off of our experiences and how uh, missions in itself is not bad, but we just want to be honest about what's happening. Yeah. So for the majority of short term foreign missions, it's not for the people you're going to. It's for you. You know, you're often young, college age, and you're going out to go and change the world for two weeks or a month or how long were some of your trips? Mine were only ever uh, a week. Okay, a week. Um, and so you arrive in this place and number one, you know, we, we're we still in this place. You know, there's that classic Dunning-Kruger graph of like, what you think you know, what you actually know. Like, I kind of feel like I'm still in the bottom trough of like, oh my gosh, everything I thought I knew, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, you're a 20 year old kid and you think you know everything. And you're going to these people who are a totally different culture, a totally different worldview, a totally different philosophy, totally different everything. And you're like, I am here to change the world, mm -hmm. to save you. So in that one week that you're there, you're having a crazy um, sensory, overload. sensory overload of like, oh my gosh, like the world is so different. And that's a wonderful thing to have. You know, it's a wonderful thing to travel and, and, and have your what you think is real totally changed and be like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. this is so different. And then to be able to come back to your, your place and be like, wow, I, I have grown, I have changed, I have had my boundaries stretched or I've had my ideas challenged. Now here's a huge problem. It happened for you, yeah. it happened for me, is like when you come back, these young impressionable people, instead of being encouraged to come back to your place and have the missionary heart to your people and your place, a lot of times it's preached that like, see, our people are so com comfortable. Our people are so spiritually dull and spiritually dead. And you come back with the resentment. You resent your people. You resent your church. You resent your country, your, your place, or... your country. I mean, that happened for you. Yeah. It's very interesting because I had two different mission trips that I went on and they were very polar opposite. The one was my first one I ever went to was Guatemala. And I, to this day, treasure that experience because it was, it is a husband and wife from America and they left everything and they moved to Guatemala and uh, started, they adopt, not like physically adopted, but they took in 20 uh, Guatemalan children, had their own children, and they lived amongst the Guatemalans, started a school, um, created employment for people there. And all the things we're talking about, family and economy. Yep. And they've done it. And so that was my first ever mission trip in college. And then I went there again the next year because I loved it so much. And I came back so grateful. I felt so connected with them because we were just with them all week and it was amazing. But three months after that trip, I went down to Haiti because I feel like it's a thing. Like if you're a Christian in America, you need to go to Haiti. So uh, my sister and I went and I came back from Haiti. Well, one, it was not uh, engaging with the Haitian culture because um, the mission base made us bring all of our own American food. So we brought white bread, lunch meat, uh, iceberg lettuce, and like all of us got fat over the week. The week we were there, we came back fatter, puffier, heavier, and we didn't eat any of the Haitian food. We didn't even um, sit around the Haitians. The Americans sat inside while the Haitians that worked on the base outside so I've never really met any Haitians except for the people we were building a house for which is ironic from what we talked about in our last video um, 
But when I remember when I came back to America, one, we flew back on 4th of July, which was hilarious because I was so angry. I was like, these people are just blowing money up in the air and we just come from this poor place where no one has money and I hate America. And I felt like I needed to stop wearing makeup because I was like, I can't spend money on makeup. That's a waste of money when these people have nothing. And I just came back so angry. And I also then came back with, how do I get back to Haiti? Like for the next six months, my sister and I were like, we need to get back to Haiti. That's our purpose. We need to get back there. We did not come back grateful. We did not come back thankful. We came back with a zealous anger, which I understand righteous anger because poverty should make you upset. But it's again, the frame. We weren't the leaders could have framed it of like, now we're going to go back to America. Now, the odds of you guys living in Haiti and making a long-term difference there is slim to none. But what can you what can you learn from this experience that you can now bring back to your home and change things in your life? That was not how it was mm-hmm. framed. Now, I would go up to Zimbabwe and into Mozambique for, you know, a week-long or two-week-long short-term mission. And, you know, all of us young you know, university age guys, and we're like, we're going up there to preach the gospel and stuff. And it's like, number one, we didn't know the language. We were preaching through interpreters, and it's like, here I was, some twenty-year-old kid preaching out of Ephesians, and it's like, to a bunch of older, to a bunch of probably. old, you know, old tribal dudes with ten kids, and it's like, you know, what do you know of their like life and like all this <laughs> stuff, you know? But, but anyway, it's like you come back, you know, it's it's you who's having the mission because it's like it's actually a humility thing. It's like, oh my gosh, like I went, I went there so proud, you know, of like I'm this young twenty year old guy with a with fire for the Lord, and like I've got my life all together. Uh, but actually everyone else is paying for my life, but I've got my life all together and I'm going to go teach some 60-year-old guy with 10 kids living in a hut in the mountains, you know, about the Lord. And it's like, you know, there's a bit of humility that had to had to be uh, learnt in all of my trips. And so many of us young missionary zealous types, we don't have family and we don't have economy. And then we're going to a place where the whole purpose of mission is building families and economies. And so you have all this idealism and zealous, you know, rage to to change this place, which is full of poverty and full of violence, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back to your Western civilization that has peace and prosperity, you should be like, wow, like what made this? Why are these places so different? And a lot of people be like, well, you know, the worship of money and, the, you know, whatever like stuff you want to get into of like how evil it is. Like, no, 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 guys, peace and prosperity versus violence and poverty like the whole reason we have missionaries is because of violence and poverty. Mm-hmm. And our own lives back in the West are slowly trending toward violence and poverty. And so it's like, how can we come back to the West and prevent the slide into violence and poverty? Well, it starts in our family. It starts in our local economy. And it's not going to be going halfway across the world as some young guy who's asking other people for money. It's going to be playing the long game in your local area. It's gonna be playing the long game with your family. You know, and that's why it's so hard because like, well, I don't like my neighbors. I don't like my hometown. I don't like my people I'm around. I don't like my family or like whatever it is. And, it's and like, there's no glory in and that. And there's no glory because I can't Instagram like, hey, look at <laughs> look at my sweet mission life. It's like, no, you're just a regular Joe Blow who has a job and a, a mission from God to to see your your world discipled, your nation discipled, well, guess what? Your world and your nation is your family, your job, your local area. And we don't like that. 
And so we want to try and escape somewhere where the, the travel feels great and you can tell people you're a missionary and you can have great photos and other people pay for you and all that kind of stuff. So all of that to say, the biggest thing in all of this is family and local economy. So send your kids on trips, uh, but prepare them for what the purpose of those trips are. Let's not pretend like your one week mission trip is impacting the people in Haiti. It's it's for your benefit and for you to see what's happening in the world. Yeah. And if it blesses their local economy, I mean, if they're making a little tourism business out of it, like great for them, <laughs> yeah. you know? So God bless you guys. Uh, your local area is your most important mission. Your family is your most important mission. Absolutely, there is glory from the Lord in having, you know, there's a, a classic, some saint or, or monk, he said, uh, you'll know this quote better than I do, but it's like, preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. You know, and it's like, at first you're like, whoa, bro. And it's like, no, like, that's a great thing. It's not for our glory, you know, that we're going out to go and be glory missionary guys. It's like, no, there's a lot of hard life you preach the gospel through your family you preach the gospel through your local economy and it's hard and no one's going to know your name and you know anyway um god bless you guys god bless you guys praise god we're all gonna make it